1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another Let's Ride podcast. Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and the the BehindTheSteelCurtain family A podcast. I'm glad that you're spending this time with me this New Year's Eve. Holy cow, New Year's Eve. It's hard to believe we're here at this juncture, not only with the Steelers season, but also with the holiday season now in the rearview mirror. It is crazy, time flies when you're having fun, and I know that I have fun doing this three days a week with you, my listeners, and my ride-or-die crew. I can't thank you all enough for what's been a tremendous season uh which been a tremendous year and we'll get to more of that in the heart to heart at the very end of this podcast so don't go anywhere also in the second segment of this podcast as we always do blue check back that's right michael back the only verified member of the btsc family of writers podcasters etc he will be joining us as well in the second part as he always does we'll do nfl game picks you name it we'll have it all right there for you so make sure you check that out before we go any further. I want to make sure that you, the listener, knows. Maybe you're listening to us in podcasts. You've always listened to us in podcasts, and you didn't know that we were a part of behindthesteelcurtain.com. Make sure you check it out. Check out the website behindthesteelcurtain.com. It's a part of SB Nation, and it is the biggest and best fan-driven website, Steelers website on the internet. Has everything that you could ever want: film room breakdowns, commentary, features, the latest breaking news. You name it, right there under one umbrella. Behindthesteelcurtain.com. Check it out. Also. In case you're on the website and you found this podcast or maybe you found it on Twitter and you're listening, you're like, wow, that's pretty good stuff. Where can I hear more? Well, I'll tell you where you can hear more. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. So whether you listen to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, doesn't matter. Find us by searching Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. And also, for the Spotify users out there, a lot of you followed my directions and I appreciate it. I know I'm a, I'm a Spotify user. Spotify just started rating things like podcasts. So when you go to our page, the Behind the Steel Curtain Spotify page, right underneath that title where it says Behind the Steel Curtain, you'll see it says Rate, rating or rate something like that, a little star. Click on it. Give us a five star. I really appreciate it. We've had about 50 so far. I'd love to get over 100 by the time the Steelers play the Browns uh, this upcoming Monday night. And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, my gosh, they've been rating podcasts since the dawn of time, so make sure you give us a five-star there. We really appreciate it. All right, enough of that jargon. This is a special podcast for me, uh, for a lot of reasons, um, not only because it's the new year, it's, a, it's, it's, it's upon us, whether you like it or not, the new year is here, 2022 is right on the horizon line, and... uh there's news that broke on Thursday morning that if, if you've listened to this, if whether you listen listened to the Steelers preview or way back anytime I've done podcasts, some of you have been listening to me since the blog talk radio days at the very, very early portions of Behind the Steel Curtains podcast platform. I'm a big Ben Roethlisberger fan, and I, I've always liked Ben Roethlisberger since he was drafted in 2004. And in case you didn't hear the news, in case you live under an actual rock, or maybe you lost your internet connection, or you don't have a phone that has anyone. <laughs> There's really no reason how you wouldn't have known this, but Broethlisberger basically came out when he met with the media and essentially said, I, I think this is it. They asked him essentially, Ben, is- are you expecting this to be your final home game at Heinz field on Monday? And here was his response. I'll let him say it.
0: Um, <laughs> right out the gate. Uh, you know what? I don't ever um, speak in definites or guarantees. That's just not what I've ever done, or, or who I am. Um, but you know, looking at the bigger picture, I would say that all signs are pointing to this. This could be it. Um, regular season, that is. We I know we still have a, a chance to potentially get a playoff game there if things fall our way and we take care of business and things have to happen. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, in terms of regular seasons. Um, Signs are pointing that way. This could be it.
1: Oh my gosh! No. Well, I heard that. A, this is what's crazy. Okay, this is what's crazy for for me. Someone that has always been a big fan of Roethlisberger, I, I knew this day was coming. We all knew this day was coming. This doesn't. This shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, it, and I actually asked people recently, you know, friends of mine that are Steelers fans, like, hey, do you think this is going to be it? And they say, oh, "I don't know, what do you think?" And I always say, "Yeah, I think he's done." You can just kind of tell when he does these Q&As with media and it just seems like he's tired. It just seems like he's he's kind of he's kind of done everything that he needs to do. There's nothing left for him. And but still to hear him say that and the way that he said it and there was definitely some emotion during that press conference, which if you have the Steelers app, you can go on and watch all of it in its entirety. I was just Man, it was gut wrenching. And and someone put it on Twitter, which was very apropos. He said, "Hey, everyone, like Ben's not dying. You know, like it's it, it's okay. Like he's just a football player." And I get that sentiment. I really do. But for those of us that have live and dot like just live and die by this team every single week, Big Ben number seven has been the guy since two thousand and four. You might not have always liked what he did on or off the field. That's neither here nor there. But he has been the guy. Even in 2019, he gets his, you know, tears his elbow up, done for the season. You knew he was coming back. You knew it wasn't it. It's like, it, it's here. It's here. It's finally here. And I don't say finally as in yay, it's finally here. A future. For the Steelers is right here in front of us, staring a square in the face, and it is completely unknown. You could hear people and analysts say, Well, I'm gonna put odds that Mason Rudolph is the quarterback, or they're gonna do no one knows. And that no one is not just people like me who do a podcast, who have a platform. That's Kevin Colbert, that's Mike Tomlin, everyone else in that organization. No one knows. I could think back years where after the season or leading up to the draft, Kevin Colbert would be asked questions about the upcoming draft. Team needs, positional needs, best player available, all the same old question and answers. And Kevin Colbert used to always say the same thing. Every position other than quarterback is on the table for us. That's not the case anymore. It's not the case anymore. But I will say this, even though this is it for Roethlisberger, or it looks like it is, he he did not, if you listen to that clip again, he did not definitively say, I'm done. But he basically said, "If you read the writing on the wall, this is probably it. Could they still win the division? Yes. Is it likely that they win the division? No. So in other words, this would be his last home game at Heinz Field. You know, there were rumors circulating earlier in the week that Roethlisberger was inviting friends and uh, former teammates and extended family to the game on Monday really wants to take it all in. But that's not what I want to talk about primarily here in this first part of the podcast. I want to make sure that fans out there know this. While we sit here and, and talk about our favorite Roethlisberger moments and what it means that he's going to be done, Ben Roethlisberger can still have a legendary send off to a legendary career. Am I talking about a Super Bowl victory? Probably not. But even if we're not talking about a a Super Bowl victory, Ben Roethlisberger can still have that finish that would be fitting for a Hall of Fame player. I saw Jeremy Fowler of ESPN on Twitter put it. He compared Roethlisberger's last season to that of Kobe Bryant's. Kobe Bryant's last season, the the Lakers were not that great. The Lakers did not win a championship. But he played well. He basically never complained. He just kind of took it all in. That, that definitely, certainly could be what Roethlisberger has accomplished throughout this 2021 season. But just look at the last two games. And like right now, everyone's sour on Roethlisberger. He you know, didn't play well in Kansas City. There's been moments this season where he hasn't played well. He definitely is not the player that he once was. The pocket mobility, his ability to escape pressure, his arm talent, uh, his strength, uh, all these things. Well, that... He's getting older, folks. Uh, Father time is undefeated, in case you forgot. But when you look at the last two games, home versus Cleveland in prime time, at Baltimore in week 18, just think about for a second what those two games could mean for Roethlisberger and him finishing up his career. He said that this is building up to being one of the biggest games of his career that's not a playoff game or a Super Bowl. And I agree 100%. If he can win both of these games, I mean, it would, it would put the Steelers at nine, seven, and one. And they very well could put him in the playoffs. And there's fans out there that'll sit there and say, uh, we really want to see this team in the playoffs. Well, ask Ben Roethlisberger if he wants to be in the playoffs. Hey, Ben, you have a chance to be in the postseason. Your final, your final game, your final games, plural. You want to play in the playoffs or are you done? You just want to call it quits? Guarantee you every single player would say, I want a shot in the postseason. If he can win both of these games, but it's not just winning the games. Look at who he's playing. Cleveland, the team that could have drafted him in 2004, they didn't. They took Kellen Winslow Jr. and he goes to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh now all of a sudden has their quarterback for the next 18 years. Don't think that, that doesn't still sit in the back of his head. Man, they could have had me. They passed on me for Kellen Winslow Jr., a tight end. Okay, he's owned Cleveland throughout his career. Do you think that on Monday night football, prime time, the world is watching, Roethlisberger wants to have his last home game be a dud? Don't think also for a second that he doesn't recall 2020's wildcard game against the Browns where that was the last memory fans had in their brain of not just the Steelers, not just the playoffs, but of Ben Roethlisberger. And everyone thought, well, Ben's done. That's his last game. That's his last gasp effort. No, he gets a chance to right some wrongs on Monday night. Then you go to Baltimore. I mean, has there been any matchup that has been more synonymous with Ben Roethlisberger than Steelers-Ravens? Whether you're talking about Antonio Brown's helmet catch early in his career. Whether you're talking about Holodinata breaking his nose. Santonio San Holmes catching the ball at the goal line. Did the ball cross the line or didn't it? I could go on with these Ben Roethlisberger moments against the Ravens. You all know them. They're legendary for a reason. Going into m and Bank Stadium, Roethlisberger, with a chance to end their playoff hopes and maybe catapult the Steelers into the postseason? This is what I'm talking about. We talk about the legendary career of Ben Roethlisberger would it pile up with other quarterbacks. And you think about the Brett Favre. You think about other players that have just done it for a really long time and when they're finally done, can they can they go out on a high note? Whether the Steelers make the playoffs or not, if they can, if if the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger can win these last two games, it could really cap off a great run. For Ben Roethlisberger, because I'll be honest, if he can win these games, if Ben Roethlisberger can kind of somehow bring back some vintage plays and vintage moments, if players can bail him out, making plays on defense, helping him out and making plays on offense, and he can win these last two games, then I know I I can only speak for myself here, but when I think of Ben's last season, I'm going to think of that. I'm not going to think about the dud against Kansas City. I'm not going to think about the dud against the Bengals. I'm going to think about that. I'm not going to think about the Titans game where the Steelers defense basically had to do it all for the offense. No, I'm not going to think about that. I would think about the finish and what a legendary finish it would be and what a fitting finish it would be for Roethlisberger to beat both the Browns and the Ravens in consecutive weeks and keep his team's playoff hopes alive. When you look at what the Steelers face and everyone else in that AFC playoff picture faces in the final two weeks, if the Steelers can win both games, they have a very good chance at at least being in the mix for the postseason. I actually think they have a good chance of making the playoffs if they can win their last two games. These divisional games are huge. Get to nine wins and you're going to have a really good shot at maybe being that number seven seed. The divisional hopes are alive, but Bengals just have to win one game. They win one, and they're in. But, man, this is, this is the chance for Roethlisberger to have a legendary finish to a legendary career. The only thing that I hope, and what really scares me to death, is if this game on Monday night is a dud. And we've seen this a lot from Roethlisberger in the offense so far this season. I just mentioned several of those games. Man, I just for his sake, for the fans that are there, for the fans that just want to take it all in one last time. One last time. You just want it to be good. You just want it to be good. Fingers crossed that it is good. We're gonna be talking about this a lot with Michael Beck. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh we'll be right back after this break. I'll have Blue Check back. Don't stay, don't go anywhere. That heart to heart at the end. You don't want to miss that. So we'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. You know what time it is. It's Friday. It's the second part of the Let's Ride podcast, and it's Blue Check Back time. Michael Beck, the only, the lone wolf, and I say wolf, I mean the only Blue Check verified member on the Behind the Seal Curtain staff. Michael, what's going on?
0: Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to cut you off now because we do have Chris Pugh uh, running some stuff for us. He is verified.
1: Oh, no. See, that doesn't count. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs>
0: Chris, if you're listening to this, too bad.
1: I make the rules around here, right? Uh, Michael, let me give him first wish you a happy new year, even though it has not officially happened yet. Do you have any new year's
0: resolutions coming up? Oh, save more money. Uh, I think that's uh, what I'm trying to go for here in 2022. But uh, aside from that, I can't really think of a whole lot. What about yourself, Jeff?
1: Uh, no, I'm just trying to master new skills every year, trying to master okay. some new skills. You know what it's going to be this year? It's going to be gardening. Like, oh, uh, like growing a garden, like more sustenance, being able to c- control my own food and stuff like that. We're we've been putting our, we've been putting the things in place. That's my, that's my goal in 2022. I want to master that skill. So anyways, speaking of money, you brought up saving money. How much money would you spend to go see this game on Monday night football? Ben Roethlisberger's potential last ride. Is that something oh. that intrigues you at all? Or are you like, nah, I could nah, I'll take a leave it.
0: Oh no, that that's huge. Um, I haven't looked at Ticketmaster or anything to see what these resales are for, but I'm sure like even nosebleeders are probably hitting the thousands of dollars. Like 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 a franchise cornerstone's last potential home game, yeah, that's that's a big deal. Um, I don't know if I could put a dollar amount on it for myself. like if uh, if the stadium was right next door, and someone said 1500 bucks to watch Ben one last time, oh, no, okay, that's still a ton of money. But, like, if they <laughs> you keep it 100000 <laughs> bucks, Dang, you're saying $1,500?
1: bucks. i am probably not going that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, impo- it's hard to come up with a number, because, like, if this truly is it for Ben, like, of course I'd want to see him go one more time. Ugh, Ugh it putting me on a spot. If it's Canadian dollars, then uh, I guess that'd be significantly, significantly what, higher number. What but, is the uh,
1: conversion rate?
0: Is <laughs> bad. I think it's like seventy cents to the dollar, to okay. the U.S. dollar right now. Oh, okay. uh, uh, definitely a few hundred bucks, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: I I definitely part ways with a couple hundred to go. Uh, but what is it? Let me ask you this question. This is a question I posed on Twitter, and that was: What is your favorite non Super Bowl Ben Roethlisberger moment?
0: I, I saw this. I I really was thinking about it for a while because there's been so many just amazing Big Ben moments, like. One that will always ring out to me is it wasn't quite to win them the division. I might have even won them the division, but in uh, 2008, when they're going on their Super Bowl run I, in that uh, that regular season game against the Ravens, not the AFC title game, but but the one that was in Baltimore when the Steelers drove down the field uh, with not a whole lot of time left. Ben was rolling around the pocket before he hits Antonio Holmes in that front corner of the end zone uh, to win that game. That was a huge moment. That uh, That one really kind of sparked – uh, what would eventually be a, a title for the team. So that one really sticks out to me, as well as just countless other memories. He's, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in football in the history yeah. of the game. So, of course, he's going to have a lot.
1: With Roethlisberger, like, some people brought up like the six touchdowns in two games. And, or no, did he throw six in two games? I, I, I can't remember. What is it? Twelve in two games, I think is what yeah. he did at one point. And then that's fr- freaking phenomenal. But with Roethlisberger, it was more than that. It was the Haloti Nada, broken nose. And yeah. he continues to play. It was the tackle in the division divisional game against the Colts where Jerome Bettis fumbles. It was the I don't know how many times he would shed you know like Terrell Suggs you know and, and he's running away and he's throwing the ball left handed just to get an incomplete pass and stop the clock and keep the game going. Those are the moments that I find myself leaning towards when I think about Ben Roethlisberger because, like you said, I mean you could talk about that throw to San Antonio Holmes. You could talk about the. The throw to Antonio Brown, the helmet catch that sealed the victory against the Ravens. You could talk about Mike Wallace's catch in 2009 that with no time remaining against the Green Bay Packers, the throw for over 500 yards, just incredible, just incredible. And so now the Steelers face a very uncertain future. Uh, before we get to that, though, you do think this is his last go, right, Michael?
0: It really seems like it's going to be that way. Like and if, if Ben is coming back, I, I feel like he wouldn't leave the Steelers, but there have been the reports that like he might go like play a couple games for a coach he like really like so who knows if Brady got hurt midway through next season would he go play a couple games for Bruce Arians I could see that but I think this is really it for Ben in Black and Gold I, I just don't I, I can't um, envision him coming back another year and I don't really see a lot of teams paying for what uh, we're kind of getting out of Big Ben here in 2021
1: yeah that's a, that's a good point I don't think he leaves I don't think he play I hope he doesn't play anywhere else. Uh, he's, I think I saw a statistic on Twitter today that said he's the only quarterback that has played this long and all for one football team. Yeah, You, know, you had quarterbacks that played as long or longer. Look at Tom Brady, but obviously not with one team. So, um, so the Steelers are now entering a very uncertain future, and that is that if he's not done in football, he's probably done with Pittsburgh. Michael, if, if you were to try to guess, what route did the Steelers go this offseason in regards to the quarterback position?
0: Oh, this is obviously going to be the million-dollar question this offseason. But, I like, again, the reports that are popping up is that they want to go the veteran route. But unless unless Aaron Rodgers can, like, get out of Green Bay without having to be traded, I, I just feel like there's other teams with way more ammunition when it comes to a trade for a guy like Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Uh, but outside of that, like, could they go get J- Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, I, I could see it. Uh, I feel like the most likely outcome is that they probably bring in like a true free agent, veteran quarterback, um, perhaps a Matt Ryan, uh, as as much as he's not performed very well this year. I I could see him bring in someone like that and then draft someone in like the the third or fourth round again and kind of do like a, try to do like a transition of power in a sense. But I, I just have a hard time seeing the Steelers going out and getting a big fish unless they were able to, completely make themselves free so i i feel like it's going to be a veteran that isn't on this team already starting on the steelers next year i I feel like we could see a, a number of different names getting starts in 2022
1: yeah okay well let me ask you a next question we'll follow up there sure with roethlisberger gone how do you handle kevin colbert do you want kevin colbert after the 2022 nfl draft which is when his contract expires he goes year to year but the contract goes through the draft after this draft, are you will are you think that hey the organization says look Ben's gone, we want a new fresh set of eyes, or do you think they want the continuity and they want him to stay?
0: Again, that's a uh, that's a really tough question to answer. Uh, I, I think they do have a couple guys in house um, that uh, are able and like ready to take over that job um, that uh, will start getting. Uh, obviously interviews elsewhere once uh, other GM openings start uh, coming available. So I think there's guys that they have to take over, but Kevin Colbert's been doing this for 20, whatever years now, just with the Steelers before uh, he was the assistant GM there in Detroit. So I, I I think there always is time to kind of freshen things up, especially in pro sports and like the stats that a lot of fans want to throw out. The Steelers haven't won many playoff games the last decade. Um, so maybe it is time for to do with something a little bit different they can stick to the same model of how they do business with uh, limited free agent spending and uh, keeping people long term and letting them really kind of uh, get get a hold of the job before they make any sort of uh, kind of uh, big decisions if they wanted to fire someone so i feel like it could it definitely is time to start looking at perhaps uh, different different people uh, for the role and Heck, uh, there's no really better time to transition a franchise when you're moving out from your uh, franchise cornerstone in uh, Ben Roethlisberger. All
1: right, let's play a little bit of a stay or go game. This is the game stay or go, and they, we're gonna I'm gonna say a name. You tell me if they stay or if they go, and this is just Ooh. your opinion. And this is right. kind of like, do you want them to stay? Whether or not, really, do you think they will? Okay. Let's okay. let's get the, let's get the elephant out of the room. Matt Canada.
0: stay i know a lot of people are gonna hate me for that and like i I just think he needs his guys before i'm firing him okay keith butler also stay uh one more year hopefully they get help. yeah i know i know i know
1: (laughs) okay all right that's fine that's fine this is your opinion terrell edmonds stay Oh, you think they signed him? You don't think he gets a, a bigger contract? I, I elsewhere?
0: think he's earned uh, another opportunity. Like, he's, he's gotten better as time's gone on. Uh, and somehow he, he's already become the best Edmonds brother in the league, which yeah, is surprising. Tremaine's been terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Tremaine's been horrid with the Bills. So I feel like he stays for some continuity because the Steelers do need to uh, fix a lot of holes throughout their team. So uh, keeping someone who's been solid is definitely something they should uh, have on their uh, to-do list.
1: Okay, Joe Hayden.
0: Stay. Oh, I'm, I'm completely on team stay here. <laughs> there you are. Akela Witherspoon. Oh, it, I, if he plays two more good games, I'm 100% on stay. I'm, I'm on the fence with this guy. I, like, I, I don't know if I can give you an answer yet. Just because he, he's put together, what, two, two and a half good games on tape? Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm leaning towards stay, but uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a tough call. He needs two big weeks here.
1: Yeah, he does. Chukes Okorafor. for Gone. Okay, James Washington.
0: Oh, he's gone. <laughs> All right, Juju
1: Smith-Schuster. I have a feeling he will come back. Stay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, let's go, Joe Schobert.
0: Stay, but on a new contract.
1: Got it. They, that's definitely got <laughs> to happen. This gap is really big. Um, I, I want to ask you, and this is this is just kind of different. It's not so much a stay or leave, but he's not a free agent. But step on to it.
0: Oh, it, I guess it just comes down to how he's like just doing himself, like without having a conversation with him. Like I, I, I couldn't tell you, uh, obviously like all the tragedies kind of experienced uh, could put him in jeopardy, but we know how good he is. So like, if he wants to play football, then yeah, I want him to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. If he do, if he's just like mentally checked out, then yeah, I guess you got to move on.
1: All right. And um, Presley Harvin.
0: Uh, he stays, but I bring in competition, uh, and have, a uh, the winner of a, uh, training camp battle be your punter next year.
1: All right. Very good. Very good. Stay early. There's the game. Now, um, I, I want to ask you about the upcoming game against the Browns. We're going to get into that a little bit here with our game picks in a second, but what do you feel with this team? You know they're three point underdogs at home in primetime on Monday Night Football, a place they haven't lost in Pittsburgh, I think, since like the nineties. Um, I'm asking you, like, what, what do you get feeling about this team? Yeah, they just came off a really bad loss to the Chiefs. The Browns are not blowing anyone's doors off. Like, what, what kind of vibe are you feeling right now? Not only from the fan base, but also as someone that, that covers the team as close as anyone else. Well, what kind of vibe are you getting from this team moving into uh, Week
0: 17? It, it is a strange vibe. Like, they play good football, but only at home and against division opponents. So, they're kind of getting the two things they've been good at this year, uh, playing at home and playing against the Browns. And, like, the article I wrote in my, uh, my key to this week is, play, like, b- playing up to Big Ben's potentially the final home game ever. Uh, I, I just have a, a feeling, a sense that the, the guys will play a better all-around game, just like, or at least start better. Uh, Cause if they can't get fired up to give their quarterback and like all time leader in every statistical category, one big home game, then they're just never going to have a hot start this season. Um, so I, I feel like this game, they'll come out and like play their best game potentially of the year, but uh, like on paper, and we've talked about it so many times, their personnel is just so far behind, like half the teams in these league in this league rather. And for them to be 500 right now is, is kind of a miracle. Uh, and uh definitely something they should be should pat themselves in the back for this roster just isn't it, it isn't a great one it, it's not even a good one really. but uh they've been competitive in games they shouldn't have been and then uh then we see games like against the Bengals the last time and the Chiefs that, were just, that was just hard to watch so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Steelers won both of these remaining games because they're divisional opponents but uh yeah the vibe with this team is just really weird
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. You ready for some NFL game picks? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's start. There's no Thursday night football this week. So Sunday at one o'clock, the Atlanta Falcons, Buffalo bills in Buffalo. Buffalo is giving 14 and a half. Michael, what do you think here? This is incredible.
0: Yeah, no, I think this is ridiculous. Um, I'm taking Atlanta. They've uh, again, they're seven and eight. Uh, Like they've been playing good football. Like they're kind of like the Steelers in a sense. They don't have a great roster, but they, Arthur, uh, Arthur Smith just pulls that team to wins uh, coaching alone. So I think Atlanta at least keeps it closer than 14 and a half.
1: I agree. Take it. Atlanta getting 14 and yet. Yeah, take Atlanta, New York Giants go to Chicago, New York Giants are getting five and a half. What do you think here?
0: Uh, it, it's kind of been the theme this year that I just pick against the Giants because they're awful. Um, and that's, I'm just going to roll with it. I uh, give me the Bears one is five and a half. I'm going to say take the Giants
1: getting five and a half. Chicago might win, but that five and a half, I I think New York might keep it close enough. This is a horrible game. Kansas City giving five and a half in Cincinnati. So they're road favorites here. What do you think, Michael?
0: I think the Bengals actually come out and win this game. And in turn, I believe that would win them the AFC North. That's painful to say, but uh, the Joe Burrow era maybe uh, kicks off with a, that would be a huge victory uh, to beat uh, Mahomes and company at home uh, with the, uh, with, I'm sure most of the nation watching that game. So give me the Bengals plus five and a half. I'm going to take the chiefs, but not, they will win the game straight up, but I don't think it's by a
1: large margin. I think the chiefs win, but I'm going to take the Bengals getting five and a half at home. I think the chiefs win Bengals go to nine and seven setting up for a crazy week. 18, the Las Vegas Raiders who continue to just hang around Go to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is giving six and a half, and I'm not sure if Carson Wentz, who was put on the reserve COVID list, will be playing or not. This is a tough one, Michael. What do you think?
0: I'm going to go with that. He is playing. Um, obviously, there's been reports that he might not. So it'll, it's obviously a toss up from there at that quarterback spot, but I, th- I think I'm going to go with the Colts minus six and a half. I think they win this one by a full touchdown.
1: To me, it can the, can the, uh, Colts run the football the answer is yes I like them to win this game with or without Carson Wentz even by six and a half points I don't believe in Las Vegas it's just me personally the Jacksonville Jaguars go to the New England Patriots New England you thought the 14 and a half was bad this is 16 and a half it's in New England Michael is 16 and a half spread oh my gosh that's incredible what do you think
0: yeah it is crazy but it seems like the Jaguars have gotten even worse under their Darryl Bevel they have not played good since they fired Urban Meyer being in a uh, chilly Boston, or I guess the Boston area up there in new England at home, the Patriots coming off that loss to the bills. I, I think they come out and they, and they kick the snot out of the Jaguars and win by more than 16 and a half me the Patriots minus a ton. Uh,
1: I, you know, I'm just going to go with it. I'm I've, my guts telling me new England minus 16 and a half. I normally stray away from spreads that big, even against crappy opponents like Jacksonville, but they're at home and they've lost two games in a row and they're gotta be fuming. So I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna agree with you. I think Bill Bell is gonna really run the score up if he has the opportunity. Let's go to we're still at one o'clock on Sunday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to New York Jets. The New York Jets are getting 13 and a half here. Another huge spread, Michael. How do you see this one playing out?
0: Yeah, I've gone back and forth with this one. I feel like the Jets, like especially with how injured Tampa Bay's been this year, um, offensively, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a tighter game, but we saw Antonio Brown turn the clocks back. And I feel like the Buccaneers win this game by more than 13 and a half. Give me the bucks.
1: I'm going to take the bucks as well. I don't want to talk about it. Antonio Brown still gives me no. heartburn. So I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. Miami dolphins. Yeah. They're still red hot. They've won seven games in a row. They're going to Tennessee. This might be one of the better games that are on, That's on the docket for this week outside of Kansas city, Cincinnati, Miami is getting three and a half on the road. Michael is Miami going to be able to continue their win streak or does Tennessee put an end to it?
0: Oh, ah, uh, the, the dolphins are so hot, like seven in a row. I feel like even if Miami were to lose this game, I feel like it's going to be a tight one. So three and a half points is just a little too juicy for me not to take the Miami dolphins uh, with the additional points in hand. I'm going with the dolphins. Tennessee had a long break. I I think that they're
1: going to be able to play Miami tough. I think that they're going to win by more than three and a half, take the Titans at home. They're going to want to try to keep pace with Kansas city. And we're still at 1 o'clock. Philadelphia going to Washington. Washington's getting 3.5 at home. Any chance Washington covers
0: the spread? I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to take the football team any longer. They just got obliterated uh, by the Cowboys. Philly's been playing uh, some good uh, football. Um, so give me the Eagles minus
1: 3.5. I agree. Take the Eagles giving 3.5. The L.A. Rams go to Baltimore. Another game at 1 o'clock that Steeler fans are going to be glued to here. The L.A. Rams are giving 4.5. In Baltimore at MT Bank Stadium, and we're not sure about Lamar Jackson yet. What do you think about this game?
0: Oh, I don't even think it matters if Lamar Jackson plays with how injured that defensive backfield is for the Baltimore Ravens. They're playing like third stringers at this point. Heck, even four stringers with how just decimated by injury they are. That passing attack of the Rams, Cooper Cup might have three hundred yards in this game. Give me the Rams minus four and a half.
1: I agree, minus four and a half, even if Lamar plays. It might be a high-scoring affair, which will be fun to watch, but I don't think the Baltimore Ravens find a way to win. Denver Broncos, L.A. Chargers, this is a 405 tilt. Denver is getting six and a half on the road. This AFC West matchup, how do you see it shaking out?
0: I feel like it's going to be a tight game, kind of like uh, what we're used to in AFC North matchups. Uh, playing in the division, the games are usually tighter. Uh, these teams are they match up pretty decently on paper, uh, aside from the Chargers have... They'll obviously have a more high flying offense because of their quarterback. The Broncos just don't have a QB. But I think six and a half is just enough for me to take the Broncos and Drew Locke plus those extra points.
1: I agree with you 100%. Take Denver getting six and a half. Houston Texans go to San Francisco. Houston is getting 12 and a half on the road. Any chance they cover.
0: Houston's been playing like really good football surprisingly here of the last couple of weeks. And uh, Davis Mills, I believe, that the, their QB with the, the giraffe neck, uh, he has been uh, pretty <laughs> good. But uh, I, I have a strange feeling that Houston covers uh, 12 and a half. I, I'm going with the Texans. They, they've just been good the last couple weeks.
1: I'm going with the Texans, too, because Jimmy G is hurt and Trey Lance might end up being the starter. Not that Trey Lance won't be great. We were riding that train really hard before oh, yeah. the season for Pittsburgh. I think he's going to be good, but just not yet. I'll take the Houston Texans getting 12 and a half. 425, the Arizona Cardinals go to Dallas. This will be a game to watch. Arizona is getting six and a half on the road. Like you said earlier, Dallas is coming off that huge route of the Washington football team. What do you think here?
0: The Cardinals are f- falling off the cliff like they uh, typically do late in the season, uh, losing game after game here now. I, I feel like that streak continues, and Arizona continues to tumble their way down the NFC playoff picture. Give me the Cowboys minus six and a half.
1: Yeah, I think there was a part of me that thought it might stay close. If DeAndre Hopkins could ever get back on the field, it would change things, but he's probably not. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys giving six and a half. Uh, Still at 425, the Carolina Panthers go to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints uh, are giving six and a half points at home. What do you think about this game?
0: I just can't believe in the Saints at all. Uh, I'm going to ride with Carolina plus six and a half. I don't know if they win the game, but uh, I think six and a half is definitely enough uh, for them to cover.
1: I thought that as well. but neither of these teams have a quarterback, and that's that's tough to watch. Another game that's going to be tough to watch, the Detroit Lions go to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's giving six and a half. Yeah, this is up in your neck of the woods. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I, I just don't like Detroit having to come to uh, this side of the country. Um, and uh, I think Seattle, despite how poorly they played this year, cover the spread. I know Detroit's uh, played some tight games recently, but I'm taking the Seahawks minus six and a half.
1: I am too, believe it or not. Let's go to Sunday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings are getting six and a half in Green Bay. I would say so Green Bay is giving six and a half. What do you think about this NFC North game?
0: Uh, Aaron Rodgers likes beating up on the Minnesota Vikings. I think that happens once again. Uh, Give me the Packers minus six and a half, and I think think you might get one more uh, big home game out of uh, Aaron Rodgers and company uh, before he finds a new team for himself.
1: Yeah, it's going to be that. That could be an interesting game because Minnesota is still alive in the NFC playoff picture. But the game everyone wants to talk about is Monday night, Cleveland Browns. Now, according to the site that I'm looking at, is three and a half. It has actually gone the wrong way for Pittsburgh fans. The Pittsburgh Steelers are getting three and a half at home in prime time. Michael, what do you see about this game? What do you think, and what's your score prediction?
0: I, like I mentioned earlier, I just think the Steelers are going to come out and play a solid sixty minutes for Big Ben. Uh, they've been terrible in the first half all year long, but I feel like like the energy in the building, Heinz Field's going to be rocking when they call out the offense and the last guy through that tunnel and they yell out number seven's name. The energy in there is going to be electric. And if the Steelers can't play up to that, I'd be absolutely shocked. So I'm riding with the Steelers here. Uh, the fact they're getting points, I feel like they're going to win this game outright. Um, the Browns offense has been terrible. They're struggling to put up points. Uh, they're having issues with their kickers and their punters. And everything just seems to be going wrong for Cleveland. So not only would Big Ben get one more win against the Cleveland Browns, a team that he's beaten more than anyone else, the team that he obviously wanted to be drafted by and uh, has been sour at ever since that draft day snub. Shout out Kellen Winslow. Um, but uh, I, I just think this is a game that Big Ben comes out, puts another performance on tape of just beating up the Browns uh, and really the this, this send-off that uh, we've all kind of Not obviously we'd want to see him walking off with confetti and a trophy under his arm, but for how this season's gone, beating up the Browns, getting that extra win at home, Monday night football. I feel like that's uh, the way this thing ends up. And uh, I think the Steelers plus three and a half is something I'm taking every day of the week.
1: What's your score prediction?
0: I think this one might be a little bit tighter, but uh, I think the Steelers ultimately win it. I'm going to go with the Steelers 23, Cleveland Browns 17. All right, that's pretty close to my
1: prediction, actually. I think the Steelers win. I would have taken the Steelers if they were giving three and a half. They're getting three and a half. Take the Steelers. If if they lose the game by chance, I think it's going to be close. I don't think they lose the game. I'm going to take the Steelers 26, Cleveland 20. And so I think that the Steelers are going to rise up. They're going to find a way to win a game for Ben in his last home game. It'll be very emotional for everyone involved, fans included. But I have the Steelers winning again 26 to 20. All right Michael, any uh any final thoughts for the listeners out there?
0: Well, I guess if this is going to be it for Big Ben, enjoy this game. Uh enjoy every minute of it, make a point of watching it. Even if you're completely out on the Steelers this year and have just kind of given up on the team, watch for him. Uh he's given us 18 incredible seasons and uh, I'm just I'm definitely going to enjoy these last while he has 120 minutes left of football in his career and just 60 of those are going to be in Heinz Field, so Hopefully we can all enjoy Ben Roethlisberger and win a couple games here to end off his uh, Hall of Fame uh, career. So uh, definitely cheering for that, and uh, I hope everyone enjoys the game on Monday night.
1: Absolutely. Michael, let me wish you a happy New Year to you and your family and friends up there in the Pacific Northwest. Um, Be safe out there, all right?
0: Thanks, Jeff, Uh, and same to you and yours. Happy New Year.
1: All right, thanks a lot, Michael. Take it easy. See ya. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. Thanks to Michael Beck is always a great way to finish out the week talking with blue check Beck, But as we always finish out the week is with the heart to heart and this heart to heart is, is really simple. You know, with it being new year's Eve, I want to just take a moment and thank all the listeners out there. Um, this season has been dynamic in a lot of ways for us at behind the steel uh, our podcast platform has really, really grown. And on top of that, my Let's Ride podcast has really, really grown. And my Ride or Die crew is the best, still are the best, always will be the best. They are the most loyal group of fans that I can think of. And when I say fans, I'm not talking about me, fans of the Steelers. I have people that communicate with me on Twitter. Um, I I feel like I know them. I, I really do. And honest to goodness, that's what we wanted to cultivate here at Behind the Steel Curtain. And so for this year, you all have helped us reach new heights that we didn't even think were possible. There was a time when myself, Brian Anthony Davis, and Dave Schofield would look at podcast numbers and say, man, we just want 10,000 downloads a day. Like, that's it. And then all of a sudden it was, okay, can we get 15,000 downloads a day? Wow, this is crazy. Can we get 20,000 downloads a day? And we've reached all those and then some. We continue to set new marks. And it's thanks to you. We work hard at this but it's a labor of love. All of us, all of the podcasters, all of the writers at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, we do work hard at it. And for the vast majority of us, this is not our primary job. We work other jobs. We do this on the side. Why? We love the Steelers. And we know that you love the Steelers. And so if we can give you a little bit of an out or a little bit of an escape from your everyday life, maybe if it's a humdrum, ants marching type life, If on your way to work, you listen to me for 30 minutes, and for 30 minutes, you might get some laughs, you might learn something, you might kind of get your emotions fired up about the Steelers, then amen, I did my job. Same with all of our podcasts. So I just wanted to take a minute to thank you all for making 2021 a very special year for our podcast platform. It's only going to get better. It's not going to grow much, but it's still, the quality is going to improve we demand the best from us because that's what you demand from us. On top of that, I want to wish every single one of you out there listening to this a very happy new year. I hope that 2022 brings you nothing but health, happiness, and a lot of laughs because if you can't laugh in life, well, that's a miserable life. So from, on behalf of me and all the Behind the Steel Curtain staff, we wish, you, we wish you a very happy new year and we'll be right there with you to usher in 2022. That's it for me. I'll be back on Monday. I'll have a What to Expect or What the Steelers Need to Do to Beat the Browns podcast. And then on Tuesday, you'll get a special Winners and Losers podcast uh, from me. So make sure you check all that out. Have a great weekend, everyone. Be safe out there as we always finish out our podcast here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Monday.